This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. In a first-ever collaboration, the KL Shakespeare Players and Bentley Music Academy are teaming up to perform Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, taking the Bard's famous love story from page to stage, but now accompanied by live orchestral music. So what's in store? I'm going to find out from Lim Sun Heng. He's the Executive Director of the KL Shakespeare Players. He's also a performer in this production. And Kevin Field, he is the Director of Academic and Artistic Development at Bentley Music Academy. He's also the Conductor for Storytelling Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you today? Good, thank, thank you. you. Good, thank, thank you. you. Good. Yeah. So, of course, we know Lim Sun Heng left such big shoes to fill. I'm trying my best here. You know, our erstwhile colleague, uh, former host of Front Row. Lovely to have you back in the studio, Sun Heng. Clint. Love to be here. Love to be here. Really miss it. Yeah, I know, Sun Heng. I know. We miss you too. Um, but you've been keeping so busy. You've been traveling. You've, you know, throughout the pandemic, you were performing. You even uh, released a book in the, <laughs> that's the last time we caught up, you know, for Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, last year. Last yeah. year. Last year. How things been yeah what's amazing was uh, we we performed 93 shows last year amazing well done <laughs> gosh yeah so that that that's uh, something that we're really proud of uh, because nothing came out of just from the air it was sheer hard work mm. nothing else okay. hard work yeah, and just pushing it, right? Even it, yeah. learning to adapt during uh, the pandemic to your uh, online online performances. Uh, you still did it. It was wonderful. And thankfully, we also had very good funders who saw the benefit of what we were doing and were quite eager to kind of stand behind us and say, okay, keep doing it because we see uh, the impact of what you're doing. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Like reaching out to students in a small kampong school on the river somewhere in Sarawak. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. really amazing. And you have been doing a lot of work as well with schools, have you not? Correct, correct. Yeah. What a is lot of schools. That's like storytelling. And the online stuff is strictly uh, storytelling and where we created uh, images of the story itself and then we project that onto the within the window of Zoom mm-hmm. and then they see the storytellers on one side and so and it's also interactive. So those are the kinds of things which we've been working with with students. And uh, we do we did a, an evaluation with the teachers and they said, you know, if you don't do something like this, we will never get to see any kind of performance at all. Except television. Okay. So this was, you know, live, the students got to interact with you. Correct. And it was I think a first time for all of them as you said is really Yeah, for many schools Seeing a performance live, that's even though it's online, mm-hmm. that was the first time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you even went to Milan, uh, I think, since the last time yes, we caught up. Milan, uh, that was part of a competition. Yeah. 14 countries participated in the competition. And uh, we were one of three to receive uh, an award. And then the best part of it all was that we were invited to become judges for this year's season. Ah, well so, done. Okay. So that's. That's a feather in our cap. Yeah, <laughs> well really happy about that. Mm. Well done, well done. And you guys have been so busy. And of course, now we've got Romeo and Julia. But let me just talk to Kevin a little bit. Kevin, um, you know, of course, as I mentioned, uh, I guess the the guy at <laughs> Bentley Music Academy. But you, of course, you know, you travelled all over the world. You've been in Malaysia f- uh, since the nineties, of course. But um, so <laughs> <laughs> yes, in a different century. In yeah. a di- 
Thank you for that. Yeah. Different millennium. <laughs> That's not how I meant for it to come out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, of course, I think I first you know, knew you as the associate conductor with the Malaysian Philharmonic Orchestra. You were there for 15 years. Uh, you know, you've worked with you know, all manner of performers, world-class soloists, jazz, you know, contemporary, mainstream, all sorts of things. Um, tell me what's been keeping you busy. Uh, yes, well, that uh, contract ended in 2014, and I since then I've been with the Bentley Music Academy uh, and freelancing as a conductor. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh, a UK company which is called the Culture Exchange. So we we put together projects and collaborations, cultural convergence projects uh, in the UK and uh, with my uh, colleagues in Australia, and we spend a lot of time bringing them before COVID, uh, bringing them to Malaysia and giving Malaysians an international experience right on their own doorstep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how were those COVID years uh, for you guys over at Bentley? Uh, we put just about 100% of our operation online. So we put all the teachers, we have over 65 teachers mm-hmm. and approaching 700 plus students. Uh, and we put that all online, including our concerts. Mm-hmm. And so that was a quick pivot. That was pivot <laughs> and agile were, the, were the, the words of those two years. Yep. And and uh, so we did all of that and we, we're seeing the benefit of that hard work now. Uh, people are, are coming to us face to face. We still offer a hybrid experience. Uh, so the parents can choose to some extent subject to availability that they can they can either do it all online or half 50-50 or 60-40 face to face. So that's all a good thing. Now I'm, I want to play the, the interview. Why do people want <laughs> to have <laughs> online I, experience learning how to play music? I mean... Uh, you you would think a face-to-face teaching would work better and more interesting, and more rewarding, more engaging, whatever. Yes, it is. But I think YouTube has taken over. And so everybody tends to think that it can be done just like that and you don't need a human. You can just do it on a screen. And you cannot. We know you cannot. So we, we do and we can get them in that way. You know, we can entice them through with that screen approach. There are things that we do learn and have learned as teachers and as and that 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 relationship as an experience as a result of doing it online. We, we have something which I borrowed from a, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Andrew Filmer, called asymmetric learning. So what we do is we ask the student to prepare everything as a video first prior to that lesson, and then we observe what they've done in terms of practice, and we assess that to some extent. That is quite valuable. Um, it takes a lot more preparation, though, on both parties to 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 operate like that. So yes, we 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 all prefer the live experience for sure of one to one tuition. I mean, to that to that extent, I mean, it's not that different from what we would like to do. When we can say, okay, I want to see a performance, I I'll go watch a movie, but it's not the same thing as an actor on the stage performing to audience sitting in their seats. The the, the very fact of you know we're sharing the same. Air, same yeah. space, mm. and and the thing too is, I can look at the audience Correct. in the eye, mm-hmm. you know, and it's instantaneous. And we are as actors are responding as performers were responding. Absolutely. So this is something that sometimes people, I think people don't quite understand because we are also a culture that has grown up watching Netflix movies with big bangs. We think that's this is it, but. Lots of kids that we have performed to when they said, look, I, I cannot believe that Shakespeare can be so exciting or theatre can <laughs> be so exciting. And, and one definition for theatre that I really like is theatre is the space where the audience pays to be seen. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So mm-hmm. I find yeah. that, yeah, people don't realise that when you are in the, in the dark even, 
you are seen by the actors, the performers. Mm, mm. But I think, you know, I mean, from everyone I've been speaking to, you know, everything is opening up and people are, you know, back, uh, back, you know, going for live performances. Everyone is sick of Netflix. Everyone is actually sick of those, you know, those watching YouTube and all of that. They are craving more and more live performances. I spoke last week to uh, some jazz musicians, actually, and they're just saying how busy they are because people just can't get enough of live performances. So I think, you know, people people realize what they missed la, in those last good two news. And a half. Good news. Good news. That is very good news. Yeah. <laughs> very good news indeed. And of course, uh, this collaboration, as I mentioned, the first ever collaboration, and you guys were telling me off air that this actually started way before the pandemic, of course, right? 2019. Right. Tell me yes. about that. Yeah. For me, the first step was back in 2017 ah. when we did a storytelling. Okay. Even it was our first attempt at storytelling Shakespeare and it was Macbeth. And I remember seeing Kevin walk into that space to watch us perform. I said, ah, here's somebody, performer, all right, but music. With, there's a tendency for folks here to come out. <laughs> I play music, yeah. I stay yeah. in my yeah. area, yeah. I'm in yeah. theatre, I do this. So that kind of planted the seed in my head. I said, okay, maybe this is a person I need to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so 20, early 2019, we we're kind of approached him and said, look, Romeo and Juliet, because it has a lot of music already composed for it, might be a thing that we can collaborate on. And that's how we started in 2019. Okay. But the first step was he stepped into our theatre. <laughs> Do you regret that? No, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I'll kidding. Let you know. no. <laughs> we'll talk about that on air. But talk to me a little bit about you know why you wanted to pursue this, Kevin. I mean, were you always interested in sort of uh, performing uh, some live orchestral music for like a stage performance? Was that something that was uh, yes? I've written music for theatre mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, growing up in Northampton, we had in the old days a repertory theatre company where you could go each week, give or take, to a new production by those, those same people, and, oh. and you get to know those actors and one day they're, you know, they, they might be doing Pinto or they're, they're suddenly doing Shakespeare and they're doing something else, you know. So I, this was an opportunity to bring a, a very valuable experience to our musicians, our student musicians of all ages, I should say. Our, our youngest is about nine and our eldest is, it would be rude to say, but he's 70 plus. Um, and so... Uh, That's close to my age. say, is it Sun King, but he's not 70 yet. So an opportunity to partake in something like this, which is the music itself already exists in various other guises. So what we're doing is we're dropping in suitable music from the repertoire. So it may be from anime or gay music, or it might be established classical music, Mozart, Mendelssohn, or it might be something in between that. And we're finding, and we've already worked, we did a session last uh, last year, the end, was it in October, November, where we're just starting to explore what works when, how. Mm-hmm. And over the next uh, three weeks, we're, we are refining uh, that process itself. So it was a, an opportunity for the, and it was fantastic. That first session with uh, K.O. Shakespeare players was amazing because you can see the kids in the orchestra kids of all ages, in the orchestra, <laughs> just being thoroughly entertained right there and then. It was a wonderful experience. I mean, I wish all rehearsals could be like that. I mean, it... Kevin, why, why are collaborations important for you? Shared experience, shared experience, that change. You come in and you start, you, you, think, you've got your, you think you've got your perceived limits and, and barriers to, to your own individual operation. And it's not until you have, have that opportunity to share that space and that time and that experience, you start to, sh- you then individually grow so that they are changed. Those people that start this project uh, are not going to be the same at the end of that. So they've, they've got life skills as a result 
of working in an operation like this. And the thing is, certainly with music and the same, even though we are all Malaysians, and you know, and I include myself in that, <laughs> uh, in you know, we all come from different backgrounds and different experiences. And it's that, and I think with team sport, I think orchestras do that especially well putting people from different demographics side by side to play that one tune, that one melody, that one piece together, I think that's a vital experience, especially in this day and age. Yeah, I, I mean, I love collaborations because I find it's a great learning, experience, learning opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, suddenly you see the world differently because this person is taking it in this particular direction, which you did not see before. So what are some things that you've, you know, sort of like garnered from this? You know, what are things that you never knew, you know, that was the way to do it mm-hmm. or that was a way to do it? For me, the music also moves the performer as actor ah. in that, you know, how, how I carry my body, just how I carry my body differently because he's music, playing the music in a particular way. And he has chosen that particular piece of music to play in that segment, which we did not think about. We, yeah. we used, because we are a small company with, with two people running it, we only could afford a percussionist. Okay. Only a percussionist. <laughs> <laughs> He's Excuse a percussionist. Me. He is a percussionist. Yes, yes. yes I know. Yes. I, so, I felt that, you know, <laughs> on Kevin's behalf. <laughs> so, so we were limited by what we could do ourselves, and suddenly here, and, and it's an opportunity to expand, and it, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and for you, Kevin, you know, having. I guess did you have to accommodate the actors in any way? You know, <laughs> was that was that any challenge for you? We're still working on that. I mean, that's okay. that's that's it, it, every session that we work on, we're we're refining and chipping okay. away at certain things. Okay. So it's it, yes, we may be doing a, a certain passage from Mendelssohn Hebrides Overture or the first movement of Mozart's Twenty Five G Minor Symphony, or it might be Super Mario Miniatures, <laughs> or it might be Alva Pet. It's it, we're just at the moment working out how much do we need in terms of some of it is incidental music, okay. uh, a lot of running. I think you found there was a lot of running around music. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, finding, it's finding that right balance. And that's, the, you know, that's our job over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have this, the music and, and how it changes us. And the, the, the collaboration is also about thinking about this. It's not just storytelling now. It's, it's a, a larger experience yeah. for not just for the audience, which is definitely true because they are for the first time hearing words, accompanied by music or music accompanied by words but then for the actors and the performers themselves yeah Mm -hmm. big thing and I want to know um, because you know in every all the material uh, you know for this performance it it, it states very clearly family friendly I think that's kind of how you've categorized it right for ages six and above I mean how have you adapted the tale I don't know to make it more kid friendly or more accessible to children talk to me about that adaptation process Uh, The, the storytelling version was first created back in 2017. Okay. 2017. And even though we were targeting young people, we are quite aware that young people can only go to the theatre if parents take them. Mm. So the gatekeepers are older than the people who are whom we have intended as the audience. So we have to make sure that our performances also cater to parents. So there, there are bits and pieces where there is a kind of adult humour. Not, not saying like, you know, uh, humour that you're not meant for children, just that there, there are verbal jokes that adults would understand. So we, we make sure that our production always cater to 
the intended audience, the primary audience, mm-hmm. and then of course the people who other people who are coming who are the general audience. But we are also quite aware that there are people who are critics and reviewers. So we must make sure that it, it reaches a certain level of of uh, productive uh, production values sure. and also uh, of quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but kids, you know, they're like really good audiences, right? Little kids, you know, because they're sort of free of any, I guess, notions of what a play would be like. You know, how you know for someone who's been performing for children a lot, you know, how does that play to your favor as performers? I think sometimes we we uh, how say we we don't quite understand children and we think that as long as we do something that is full of bang and whistles and mirrors and smoke, kids are entertained. It still has to be meaningful to them. And kids are very honest. If they are not engaged, they will switch out and they'll be talking to each other. They'll be doing something else. So it cannot be just because we have, you know, a lot of noise, a lot of whistles going out that they will be engaged. So what we have done is we've set the story in a garden. Okay. And uh, in the Romeo and Juliet, you have this this little f- story that's told about a fairy called Queen Mab. And we have used Queen Mab as the fairy to tell the story. Okay. So the, the, the magical element, but then there is also conflict. And in our production, it's interactive. The kids get to be, become part of the Capulets or part of the Montagues. And then the music will also be part of it. In terms of the yeah, absolutely, the, yeah, absolutely. the families, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just going back to that rehearsal, the fact that you, you're talking about the the children being involved and the younger members of our orchestra in that first rehearsal, they were getting involved. I'm, and I'm saying, hang on a minute, this is a rehearsal. Calm down. <laughs> you know, we've got things to do here, and they were they were really joining in and heckling you. It was wonderful. Okay, that's so. great. And when you were, you know, deciding on which music, I mean, did you see uh, Sun Heng and KLSP's performance first and then sort of decide, you know, how did that sort of work? Oh, we had a script and uh, had access to a script and also previous performance. Video, video, that's right. Yeah, to go through that, to go through all of that and then offer certain suggestions. So we have made choices, artistic choices based on things that wouldn't be too recognisable by those younger members because sometimes as we're discussing um, if they suddenly hear Moana or Frozen or something that doesn't really quite work Mm. relative even though the the actual subject the material the music might be absolutely perfect for that scene they'll be suddenly pulled out of the moments you know so we've we've gone a little esoteric we've gone a a little bit into deep into the classical repertoire um, from from the classical period all the way through to contemporary period what a wonderful gateway you know for younger children to get get introduced to classical music as well yeah yeah I I think so and I think if we could do maybe another version with jazz music Mm. Mm. yes and it becomes also an introduction to jazz music. Yes. So yeah. all, all different ways of, of engaging young people and exposing them to different uh, different kinds of music that's available. Yeah. And talk to me about who we'll see on stage. Uh, so it's KLSP, it's, it's, your, it's the KL Shakespeare Players, uh, but smaller crew, class. Talk yeah. to me about that. Th- three uh, performers, uh, Nikki Basharudin, uh, uh, Nave, VJ, and then myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who are you playing? Numerous characters. Because with the storytellers, we, we play different roles. So okay. uh, being the most senior person, I play Friar Lawrence. <laughs> and then I play Mercutio. Ah, uh, okay. And the, of the younger ones will play, of course, Romeo and then Juliet. Nikki Juliet. Yeah. Okay. But then they also play other roles, smaller roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do they have to sing at all uh, in the performance as well? Is that part of it? No. 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 
because Kevin didn't write any songs for us to sing. <laughs> Watch this space. Yeah. Wow, I can wow. take the hint. Wow. Right. Wow. He's putting you yeah. in the spot, okay. isn't he? My goodness. Not true, not true, not true. Actually, we do sing a song. <clears throat> ah. from, we, took, we take lines from Shakespeare's play and then mm. we have actually, we came up with a piece of music ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot. Can, you want me to sing? No, no, I yes. sing it. <laughs> yes, right. I'll, at the end, I'll make you sing at the end. But, but okay, so again, you know, family friendly, so it's suitable for any age. Um, talk to me about things like the production itself in terms of the costumes. Are we going to see a lot of um, the stage set and things like that or is it quite pared down? Uh, it's pared down. But there's, there's a set and the set is a garden, a, a kind of a classical garden with, with we even have a lawn. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, kind of a trellis uh, with potted plants. Uh, but the actors, because they are storytellers, we don't wear anything different. Sure. They're very colourful, very okay. colourful uh, t-shirts and dark pants. And then the rest is just we engage their imagination through the music and through the words. Okay. All right. It sounds really wonderful, guys. And um, again, you know, it's for the whole family. Um, you know, who would you like to, uh, to come see? You know, does it, it doesn't have to be families, of course, right? It's for everybody. It's anyone. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had actually uh, in our storytelling uh, performances, sometimes young people come in and we, we often ask, they say, oh, you're, oh, you, you, you're married and uh, your kids, where are your, which one are your kids? And they say, no, no, we have seen the productions before. We want to see because it it's very enjoyable. Wonderful. So, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's it's only about uh, 70 minutes or thereabouts, right? Where, where it's... Yes, we, we, we'll keep it down to that. We, we do have to trim the music. Uh, to, <laughs> so, Kevin's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's at. Okay, 70 minutes. I think that's uh, 60 to 70 minutes is, is, is just right for that situation because it's quite a there's a lot of information to that's digest right, that's yeah. right and you know in, again you know you've got young kids in the crowd yeah. so is it in two parts is it like uh no no intermission one, just no intermission. one 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 act, act. Yep. yeah one act so one if we are like going a bit too long kevin will just move his we'll hands faster and then we you know change the tempo a bit and say <laughs> <laughs> goodness <laughs> me he's very naughty yes? <laughs> <laughs> he's too familiar with this place this is the problem you see um so okay so it's happening uh on the 18th and 19th of february it's happening over at bentley music auditorium in pj uh three performances right so on the 18th there are two shows 2 p.m and 5 p.m that's right Right, and 19th is at uh, uh, 3 p.m. Um, And tickets are 65 ringgit per pass, but also there's a 230 ringgit group pass for four people. Am I correct? There there is, yes, for for, uh, for a group of four, and it's all available via cloudjoy.com. Cloudjoy. Cloudjoy. Cloudjoy.com. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Any any last message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, Sunil, you want to go first? Sure. Come see it because it's a new experience. And when it's new, not just for the audience, but for the actors and the performers, then it's really doubly new. <laughs> yes, and, and hopefully we get some people interested in, you know, joining some of our groups and ensembles at Bentley Music Academy. I mean, the, the orchestra, the orchestral life and learning to be in an orchestra is one of the best experiences you could have mm-hmm. at any age. Okay. And, and we hope that this is just the first of our collaborations. <laughs> I don't want to say what Kevin is saying, but okay. So the action he that he's making, the action that he's making towards, but thumbs up. He's, he's saying thumbs up. I look more like a gun to the head, but okay. <laughs> 
clearly I read that wrongly. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining me today. Thank I've you. been, I've been speaking you. to Lim Sun Heng, Executive Director of the KL Shakespeare Players, Kevin Field, Director of Academic and Artistic Development at Bentley Music Academy. Uh, Sun Heng is a performer for the upcoming production of Storytelling Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet, and Kevin is the conductor. Uh, if you miss any part of our conversation today, just search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. Sun Heng has something to say. Yes, Sun Heng? I just want to say thank you very much. Oh, you're most welcome. <laughs> I, I felt like there was something else coming, but yes, you're most welcome. Absolute pleasure. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.